Welcome to this episode of the Reluctant Vegan Sum Podcast. On this episode, we talk about what merchandise we would buy that has people's faces on it. Because, yeah, there's some weird merchandise. I also talk about how, with all these vaccines and people seeming to get them more easily, a new one came out. It seems like there's hope again and what hope means to us. And we also talk about what movies we would act in. Or, not act in, like, would you play an evil character who you disagree with entirely. Enjoy the show. Before quarantine, I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking, I was smoking, don't catch me FBI, I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit, I came home, my family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up, and I love it. So, hit the music. What's up, everybody? And welcome to this 38th episode of the Reluctant Vegan Sum podcast. And I'm Adam, and I am the reluctant vegan son, and I'm here with Nikki once again. Hello. And yeah, it is March 1st. Mm, it wow. is. Wow. 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 That's been two months of this year, 10 months to go. It feels like <laughs> yesterday we were in 2020. I don't know. I mean, right now to me, the days all feel the same. Uh-huh. It's kind of a monotonous routine, especially with this COVID thing, mm. that everybody, you kind of wait, do the same thing every day. You see the same people, you talk to the same people. And I mm. think right now people are trying to figure out, and the weather is starting to get better. Mm. The weather in New York or in New Paltz, where I'm at, has been beautiful this weekend. It was supposed to rain, but it didn't rain that much. Uh-huh. And... Now that I think that's providing a little more hope for everybody, mm. but I also think that people are trying to figure out things to do that are different than what they've done before. Interesting. Do you think hope will get them to be able to figure out things that they do differently? Because I've been thinking about hope a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, hope is a beautiful thing. Hope people mm. strive more when they are feeling hopeful, or people believe more will believe in themselves more when they're feeling hopeful or they'll do more because if you're hopeful then you feel that there is a goal or something out there that you can attain or that Mm. you maybe can do if there's hope that you can go out more now I don't know if there's a difference between a hope and a belief I think hope feels more like a wish more of a wish than a belief right it feels more passive and so Mm -hmm. I think there's a way in which we passively think that something is completely out of our control. And instead of actually going out and just doing those new things or trying to figure out stuff that you hadn't figured out before, you hope that things will be better. It takes it out of your hands. So I've been grappling with this idea of hope and is that a good thing or not? I think it's good because it's a positive mindset. It might be a passive mindset. But I think hope is a more positive mindset than anything else that there really is. Or on the contrary, what's the opposite of hope? Displeasure, not discouragement. Yeah. 
hope, if I had to choose between hope and despair, I'm choosing hope seven days a week. Right. But so what stops people from choosing hope every day, no matter what? If you think it's just your mind. Right. So if hope gets you to where you need to go, and I can't tell that it's helpful or not helpful, but Mm -hmm. you're right. I think that more people would head in that direction if they felt hopeful instead of that's a, a, a more but I don't know if it gets you to your goal because it is still pretty passive and people are still expecting outside forces to be the ones that get them where they're supposed to be. Well, I think that depends what, else does what they say they're going to do. That depends on the goal, mm. because if you have a hope, I think that's a thought that can start turning things in your brain. Mm. And then if there's something you can do about that hope, or if you have a belief in that hope or there's something you personally can do, having the hope will make you more likely to do that action. If you have hope Mm. that this, let's say, let's say you hope you have hope that the pandemic is going to end soon because we're getting so many vaccines and stuff. Well, then you're going to be more likely to start planning for what you're going to do after, which doesn't mean that you shouldn't have been doing that the entire time we have been in this pandemic. But you will people will see the end of the tunnel be like oh i need to start doing something to know at the end of that tunnel there's still something for me to do or there's something that i can provide at the end of that tunnel or and make a life for myself where people have been in this situation where they don't think there's anything they can do because despair is also another passive feeling because when you're in despair you don't really do anything and I, those are two opposite that will bring no results at all. Exactly. And those are two opposite ends of the spectrum. Well, I mean, they're opposites. So interesting. Yeah, no, I, but I've been grappling with that idea and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So to wait for you to feel hopeful in order to do something. So this pandemic has been going on for a year. Yeah. We have no idea what's going to happen happen even with the vaccination we Mm -hmm. have no idea if there are going to be more pandemics because the world is ripe for pandemics given how we travel back and forth the situation with how we raise and cultivate animals so on and so forth people's general health the the fact that there are so many people in one space so that we are ripe for pandemics and we don't know so the fact that it took until we had some Mm -hmm. hope to figure out what it is that we're going to do when we have no idea what's going to happen in the future seems still like you're putting something off it's it's definitely better than despair discouragement and those negative things but hope in and of itself doesn't necessarily create action. Yeah, but I think some people don't necessarily believe in themselves to create that action without the hope. Interesting. Uh, with hope there, that starts the process that maybe there is something that I can do. Because when you hope something happens, then you think, now some things you hope for and are out of your control entirely. And that just comes down to you recognizing and listening and knowing what you can do. I mean, at that point, it's more of a wish. So I think to me, hope, if it's out of your control, a hope is a kind of a wish. Right. If it's out of your control. It is a wish. Yeah. But but there are certain things out of your control and certain things that aren't out of your control. 
And you can tell because there are some people who use this pandemic in very different ways and other people who didn't. So it was mostly how you envisioned something that either moved you forward or not forward. Mm -hmm. But if you hope to be able to accomplish something and you're working towards that accomplishment, then it's more of a belief. So I think hope can be a belief or an action, a belief of your action or what you are going to do. Because let's take any president, usually. Uh, what do they say? My hope for this country is that by the year 2020, whatever, this is going to happen. Or my hope for this vaccination is that by the end of the summer, we will be 75% vaccinated or something. And they say the word hope because it is kind of a wish, but it's also something that as president of the United States, they can physically work on or he can kind of lead. Right. So why did they use the word hope instead of saying we will vaccinate this amount of people by this time? And these are the steps we're taking. Because then it's technically not a lie. Oh, so, when it doesn't so, happen. <laughs> so hope can allow you to get off the hook from yeah. things that probably yeah. won't happen the way you hope they will. Yeah, you do hope they will happen. I guess it still is a wish, but you are working towards it. Right. So. so Hope without a very firm and specific action plan will not get you anywhere. And in some ways, when the hope happens, you're almost shown that you can hope and not necessarily do anything. So it's almost like a negative thing to have whatever you hoped for happen in some weird way. That's not true. (laughs) I think that it might... I, I see what you're saying. And I think it might right, right, right. in the future build up for possibly inaction in yourself. Right. But I think when the hope happens, that's great. I hope let's take sports. I love sports. I hope the Jets will win games. <laughs> the odds of that happening pretty low. So I am more of a realistic person than say Patriots fans who hope they win every game and do win every game. And I hate those people. I don't hate you if you're a Patriots fan. I just, you know, I want to win. I want to win. And this might not happen for a long, 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 long time. Do you think we might be able to recruit Tom Brady maybe when he's 50? I don't want him. First of all, he'll be 50. Second of all, I don't want Tom Brady. If Tom Brady, first of all, if Tom Brady could win a Super Bowl with the Jets, that would be the most impressive thing any person has ever done. You know, what? what's like, what's considered the greatest accomplishment right now i don't even know but let's say neil armstrong was setting foot on the moon tom brady winning a super bowl with the jets would be more incredible than that why is that because he just won a super bowl yeah but that team was good (laughs) the jets are just the jets like they're terrible they have no terrible uh because the organization because they're CEO is terrible. The CFO is terrible. They make bad business decisions. They make bad hiring decisions. Then they make bad player decisions. It's just, I think the leadership at the top, it's all bad. I think that typically what happens is when the leadership at the top is not good, then it starts trickling down. So Mm. that's why I think the Jets are probably not good. And I think it would take more than just Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady went to a team that was extremely good and had a quarterback that was very prone to mistakes. And he went there. And what Tom Brady does, it's not only that he's a really good football player, 
but he also is a good leader. He's able to inspire players and get players to play better. Like he leaves by example, he puts in the work with those receivers. He puts in stuff. It's the stuff behind the scenes that you don't see that I'm pretty sure make the teams that Tom Brady go to so much better. And you don't think he could do that for the Jets? Like the Jets? I think the Jets are, I think the Jets are hopeless. The Jets are in despair. So there's no hope when it comes exactly. to the Jets. <laughs> but I still hope. I still hope. Because without hope, what are you we hope? <laughs> Isn't that a question in some movie or something? Without hope, what are we? Let me see if that <laughs> is a movie quote. We're either depressed or we take action without hope. I have no clue. Uh, without no. hope, you won't necessarily believe in the action you're taking, too. If, mm. you despair, if you're in despair in a situation, I, then that happens. I was talking to my friends. I have this whole concept of what depression is. Oh, let me and hear. I don't know if this is necessarily true. It's I, true for you. It is true. For, this is my true for my concept true. of depression. But and yeah. I feel like I've I feel I've had seasonal depression before. I don't know how to categorize it. But it's less of just feeling sad. It's feeling more apathetic. It's feeling like you don't care. It's feeling like you're drowning or something. It's not necessarily the feeling of being sad all the time. Now, being sad could be part of it. You could cry all the time and cry is crying is not for being sad. It's for getting over grief. Right. Which a lot of grief comes in situations when you're sad. It is a reflex reaction. It's a good reflex reaction that should be encouraged. But crying doesn't always translate to sadness. What people cry when they're happy. I guess. Is that some form of grief? I mean, maybe that's some form of grief and something came off your chest or whatever. Yeah, but I don't you know, know if that counts as a form of grief. A form of discharge. So it could be happiness. It could be grief. It could be. It's typically getting. It's typically going through grief. I mean, there could be happiness, and then when you're so happy that some form got left out of you, that you. I don't know, but they're I like think, grievances. I think that when when you're really really happy, and I talk about this when we were raising you guys. I always called it the spoiled outing syndrome. So we would go out and we would have a fantastic day and things would go really well. And I feel like there was enough attention and enough hope that you could show us the hardest things that happened. And so Mm -hmm. things would go really well. And then you would fall apart by the end. Absolutely tantrum, have trouble winding down, whatever it is. And most people would somehow believe that, like, look, we had this really great day and you've like turned on me in some way. And instead we kind of believe that the attention was open enough and there enough for you to show us the hardest things. And most people, when things are not going well, can't Mm -hmm. show those hard things because they're in a survival mode or a protection mode. But when things are going really well, that's when you can cry the easiest, the best. So maybe that's what you're talking about in terms of the laughing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then crying when you're happy, yeah, like really happy, happy crying. Or sometimes right. when I cry, I reflexively laugh. It's weird. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Is there some embarrassment related to the crying? I don't know. It might be that. It might be that. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. What you said about apathy and underwater is exactly. I think that's how people depression. describe it. Yeah. And somehow hope. depression is linked with sadness. And so hope is important that you can get out of depression and that's my opinion, depression. And I, I'm not sure I'm coming up with my philosophies on how to help people with depression. I and think stuff. they're brilliant but, philosophies. But yeah. You have to be able to generate those hopeful mm-hmm. feelings. Mm-hmm. Which I got to work on. That's why 
Let me work with people. I found out the quote, though. <laughs> you were the philosopher or everybody else. Except for everything. I found out who the quote was by. It was by Dostoevsky, the very exciting fucking old Russian guy. Dostoevsky. He's a, like a philosopher. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Wait, what quote? Tell me the quote again. Oh, what, what are we without hope or something? What is life without oh, hope? Right? Man. There's something like that. I thought it was like, I thought it was a movie quote, possibly. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was, was some. The movie some point. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, but it totally. was some old Russian philosopher guy. Dostoevsky's <laughs> Russian, I think. He was, he was yeah. an existentialist. I don't know. I probably should have known this. I think I have a Dostoevsky book somewhere over here for a class I took last semester. Next really? to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like those old fuckers. They have some interesting ideas. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I do know. They have, they have interesting ideas. I don't agree with all of them. But... Uh-huh. It's interesting also, they have so much time to come up with these ideas. I wonder what life was like back when Dostoevsky was alive in, I'm not sure what time, long time ago. Uh, <laughs> but he was, he was alive from 1821 to 1881. Wow. I'm, wow. I'm thinking, what the fuck does a person do in 1821? Well, they're not watching TV, that's for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, he was born it in 1821. A lot so. Of time. It's probably more 1841 mm. or like 1820, 1839, right. 1839. He turned 18. So what was going on then? In Russia? In Russia. Yeah. I mean, what was the political circumstance? What kind of work were people well, doing? I know that the social or the communist revolution happened after that I was in the early 1900s. Right. I'm not sure what the scene was like in the 1820s, but I think Dostoevsky, a lot of his work, and these mm-hmm. old Russian philosophers did influence communism somewhat. I'm not sure. So they had a lot of time place. to think. That's what I'm saying. Sense. That's what I'm I saying. <laughs> he Ooh. had a lot of time to wear lots of jackets. It's pretty cold, I heard, in Russia. <laughs> and uh, just think. Uh, what is life without hope? I got to hope that the weather gets warmer. And that mm-hmm. thing is. But weather is also a weapon. Because whenever I think of Russia and cold weather, I think how nobody was able to conquer Russia because they would attack in the winter and they would starve out and they would freeze to death. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I guess you have to learn. I mean, warfare is about tactical surveillance, right? Or attack tactics and using your battlefield to your advantage. So if they know their home weather, they know their home climate so much better. Well, no problem. It's similar with Japan. Japan had China had a hard time conquering Japan a long time ago. Because they just didn't have the naval capacity to really fight the island nation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I guess you know the geography of your country or mm-hmm. your land better than anybody else. Want, How to I, use it to your advantage. It's all about minimal advantages. I was thinking, I was reading something off the Civil War, and I'm not sure how true it is. I'm pretty sure, I have no reason to doubt this. Uh, and it makes sense that one of the reasons why the North won the war is because they had superior train systems. Mm. And, probably cool. and I think so that's very helpful. They can train. Yeah. yeah. And so it's using that type right. of technology and stuff. And that is, that, that's what it does. And it's not necessarily just fighting. If it was just fighting, well, bloodshed is bloodshed. Whoever has mm. more people wins. It's about more than that. Yeah, but I there's assume a tactical so. thing. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely a tactical thing going on. I mean, this is a movie like Braveheart, but they were definitely thinking. <laughs> I know, totally. 
I think it's it it was it was fictionalized history, was fic- isn't it? Oh no, it was based off of William Wallace. Yeah, right. Uh, the life and times of William Wallace, but mm-hmm. but but yeah. they were thinking more that they knew their highlands better, and they could mm-hmm. figure out how to trap people and how to yeah. They also showed their asses to their opponents and it distracted them. I think that was also very important in the movie. Well, the British are so serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that was a very important one. Braveheart. I love that movie, Braveheart. I do too. I love that so movie. Good. I could definitely see that movie again. I could see it very many times. I think <laughs> we got to, I don't know if my friends have watched it up here. My husband. Oh, definitely. We'll see. That. I think they, I think they have. But I'm not mm-hmm. sure. We watch a lot of movies now. Yeah, especially what in the watch? winter. Uh, what have we watched recently? Well, we watched Judas and the Black Messiah. That was really interesting. Was that good? Talking about that, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. It was about Fred Hampton and the Illinois uh, Black uh, Panther Party, and this other guy. Fuck, I forgot his name. The other main character is kind of like a Judas figure, and he was an informer for the CIA. And they had the guy that was a villain in every movie that he's in. He he always plays the wow. bad cop. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, he always plays the bad cop. Right? Oh, William O'Neill is the... William O'Neill is the name of the informant. But the actor... And I'm forgetting his name. It was a great it's, movie. I liked it a lot. But it's on so HBO Show, Go Showtime. He was black and implicated the... Uh... Party? Yeah, he got arrested. And uh, ah, Jesse Plemons, that's his name. You know the actor Jesse Plemons? You would know him if you think of him. But he plays like a, he plays a bad cop in every movie he's in, without fail. And he does a good job at his bad cop role. And he just, he's able to, I don't know. I always wonder if I was an actor, would I play a role? that doesn't necessarily align with my personal beliefs. And I guess that is the definition of acting. Uh, It might be difficult, but I mean, I would want to do a role that lines up with me. Like I would, I would never be able to play a non-white character in a movie. That's just wrong. That is 100% wrong. We actually had a great debate in my house about whether Robert Downey, was it Robert Downey Jr.? Whoever did blackface in Tropic Thunder. Right, the Tropic Thunder blackface. Uh, I think it was Robert Downey Jr. who did And he was playing a method actor who really got into He was really blackface. And they were making fun of the actors who did blackface. Is that okay? I don't think it is. I'm not sure. But Doing I blackface? Never do that. Well, the, have you ever seen Tropic Thunder? I haven't seen Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder was like is a satirical movie about uh some about actors. They're filming a movie called Tropic Thunder with a ridiculous budget and it goes all wrong. But it has a really famous cast. Uh-huh. Jesse Plemons might have been in that movie too. I might be wrong. I was just wonder I was just thinking to myself while you were reconnecting, if <laughs> I would if I, I was, was an actor. Beat or not because i i'm in gnome right now and my internet access is pretty yeah. bad and i was disconnected but you were still talking so you're doing your thing i'm really mm-hmm. proud of you i was wondering if i was an actor would i be able to play a role that doesn't necessarily align with my beliefs let's take the kid in jojo rabbit mm. would i be able to yes. play the kid in jojo rabbit 
if I was able to get the part? Or would I be able to play the part of a Nazi in a movie where the Nazis lose or something? Now, I'm playing a part based on events that happen, and it's to showcase events that happen, and it's probably to educate or to inform people to some way. And it might be historical fiction. It might be dramatized. But it's meant movies like this are meant to educate. They're historical dramas. They are fictionalized definitely a bit, and so they shouldn't be uh-huh. taken word for word. But they're meant to for an audience to be able to see the events that occurred and for people to be aware of them and for, to pique the interest so you can do more research yourself. I don't think you should believe everything you see in a movie. I'll, they're fiction for a reason, but they are based on something a lot of the time. Right, but your question was... yeah. Could you- play a character like that I guess the other question is in your life can you talk to people that have different beliefs than you and not necessarily confused that they are bad or worthless that's or true whatever. that's true that's true so I, I am think good it, at it that. Definitely, you're really good at that you really talk to people you listen to them you're not completely judgmental of their opinions you still keep your own thinking and doing the best that you can you're really good at that yeah, but would you be able, would I be able to play a character? And I know this is a kid character, but I'm just taking this as an example of a kid that literally had a talking fictional Hitler in his mind telling him to do things. I don't know if I could do that. Are you, could you do that? I don't know if I'd be willing to do that. It's, it's, A, I don't know if I could do that. B, I don't know if I would sign up for that. Would you sign up to be a Nazi, to play a Nazi in a movie? Absolutely. You would? First of all, I have dreams of being an actor. So if somebody said, be in this movie and play this part, I would channel that part. Okay. And then I would try to figure out what would make somebody actually perpetrate those types of things. Because really horrible things would have to happen for you to perpetrate such atrocities on a group of people that you don't even know. It doesn't have to be horrible things. Do you have to be convinced that horrible things will happen to you? It's the fear. That's true. I was I was thinking, well, I don't know if I could say I think I could say this. Let's take apartheid in okay. South Africa. People are complicit when people they trust scare them into people taking their lives. So apartheid in South Africa is terrible. We're taking it's their awful. resources. We're taking their resources. Want. Yeah. Right. I was terrible, but the government managed to convince the white people who were the minority or the white people in power managed to convince the white people who were the minority that the other people were going to come and kill them. And they will look at these dangerous people doing these dangerous things and they were scared. And so they thought that all this stuff was for their own protection. Right. But that is a horrible thing, like a horrible way in which you convince somebody of something. When I, when That's I say what you, mean? you have okay. to believe that something horrible will happen. Okay. Absolutely. And I thought I you meant something horrible would have had to have happened previously. Well, I think there has to be probably historical hard things that have happened in mm-hmm. general that could create such a, a way in which we divide other people from each Mm -hmm. other because we have much more in common with humans than we don't well yeah and so to decide that that somebody is less than or will take your resource i think about why people voted for trump and why you know working class or race poor white people are not aligning with working class race poor black people they have a lot in common more so 
you know, than, than rich white people or more so than middle-class white people. And still they have been told that their resource will be taken away if these people somehow get equal rights in some way or more abilities. Well, I think they don't, I think people who voted for Donald Trump don't believe that they're racist. I don't think they do. I think that they think that systemic racism happened in the past. And so it's not their fault and that they don't have to do anything to atone for it. Okay, keep going. And so by that logic, if they don't believe they're being racist, they think they're just living, then they have nothing to go for. And they think people are trying to steal it. Black people are trying to steal everything from them. Or people of color are trying to steal everything from them, like you said, which is false. People right. of color just want e- equal footing. Well, actually, I don't know what people of color want as not being one, I, but they don't want to take everything the white man has. Actually, a lot of people of color that I know are okay just not dealing with white people at all. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you, have to, you have to turn a group against each other in order to have they believe that, that group somebody like donald trump's bidding i think it's less they're worried about people of color and more they're worried about they're convincing these conspiracy theories about democrats i think that's more what it is and they just that's don't concern themselves with that more a liberal thing even yeah i think they're more concerned with middle class yeah. white liberals actually I don't, I don't know if that's true but I think it's a possibility that they're more concerned with middle-class white liberals. I was reading this they article. Are. I was reading this. They're, they're concerned. They probably believe they're Jewish. They're concerned. Well, that's not necessarily true. A lot of Trump supporters love Israel. So I got to say, reading the article about the CPAC, but the conservative. Israel for different reasons. That's possible. I don't know why they love Israel, but I was reading this thing. And they asked people why they voted for Donald Trump or what they liked about the Republican Party. And people's response was uh, they are pro-life and love Israel. And that is the answer that somebody gave a New York Times reporter on why they voted for that, um, for, for Donald Trump. Just and I think that's, that's, that's one person who went to the convention that was packed. A, a so, large Jewish population. Large Jewish population support Trump, uh, especially very religious people. But this was at a conservative event. And it's funny how much the Republican Party has shifted. Because if you think back to 2012, the Republican candidate for president was Mitt Romney. And he Mm. is more of a traditional Republican who believes Mm. in, you know, he was very warmongering and... He wanted to. He was a traditional Republican. Donald Trump's the opposite of a traditional Republican. The the guy from um, uh, you know, the guy Hawley. I think he's from Missouri. Where the fuck is that guy from? Why why do I not remember his name? Anyways, this guy they love him, Josh Hawley or whatever his name is. Uh-huh. I can't remember where he's from. Uh he's from Missouri. Oh, oh, I was right. He's a junior senator. I don't even know what the fuck a junior. I think he's like a first or second term senator. Oh, and. He wants, he said, we want to be America first. We want to raise the minimum wage to $15 if the company, for people who work at a company who make a million dollars or more. And I'm like, 
I don't fuck with you, dude. But I, I agree with what you're saying there. I think that there are certain things that people say, but then people turn it that this is what we wanted. Joe Biden can't get it done. He's not trying to work for the American people because he's doing that. I think they take what they see that the major criticism of whoever in office is. And now even more than ever, they don't care whether that person in office is Democratic or Republican. Because the... I mean, I- I hope that there are general ways in which people want to be treated and expect the country to serve them, especially Mm -hmm. the people they put in office. But I think that if you don't believe that that person will do something for you, you will find all the evidence you can to prove what it is that you believe about them. So unless you're open and flexible about what you believe and can look beyond where your beliefs are, then you'll only see evidence as to what you think is going on that's hurting you. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I think about um, if you don't like somebody, say there's a person you don't like, you will constantly be finding evidence as to why you don't like them. And your mind will always point in that direction. And you know, that's just you because there are other people that probably like them, or maybe their mother liked them. I have no idea or other people don't bother them. But I think that your beliefs want to be validated in some way so that you know that you're believing in the right direction. And that's what you've been thinking the whole time. So you end up finding evidence for everything you believe no matter what yeah i think it's really funny also how these people believe uh this event this is a really conservative event it's in florida so nobody wore a mask actually a lot of republicans do like wearing masks now they just have a mask that's mesh and doesn't actually block anything they <laughs> love why it. because is that just be, for show they can say oh i'm wearing a mask let me in <laughs> that's literally i that's the only thing i can think of most people didn't wear well, a mask silly. yeah but hey i'm wearing a mask uh fuck you anyways uh but it's a deep conservative event and they actually it's turned into more of a, just a pro-trump event like a trump rally thingy lots of people went but they have so much trump mer- merchandise and it's weird i mean <laughs> They, Tell me about it. It's I can't even think of somebody I like enough. I'm just I just try to think of somebody I like enough that I would have a beanbag chair with their face on it. Maybe a Danny DeVito beanbag chair would be pretty funny. <laughs> a Danny, Danny DeVito De- a person? Oh, that so would funny. be a pretty funny beanbag chair. Well, I don't know who. I mean, to me, Danny DeVito's face on a beanbag chair would be funnier than say a, a Mel Gibson Braveheart chair or like a Joey Soprano or or an Obama beanbag chair or something. Like, that just doesn't feel funny. But a Danny DeVito beanbag chair? You're so right about that. Like, if you're going to sit in a beanbag chair, it better be funny. But they were making a beanbag chair with Trump's with face. seriousness. Yeah. With Trump's face on it. With Trump's face on it. Or oh my God. there's sofas with Trump's face on it. What? I, I couldn't, in all seriousness, sit on a sofa with somebody's face on it. <laughs> in it's general. Weird. No matter who's faced. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because... They, she was saying this woman who had a stand, she was saying that her best selling item was toilet paper. You want to take a guess as to who was on the toilet paper rolls? 
Trump. I'm assuming Trump or a couple no. hundred dollar bills. No, Trump is not on the toilet. They love Trump. They wouldn't wipe their ass with Trump. Oh, I thought that they they like they want him in every part of their body. The oh, that's wipe. a great question. I mean, that's I, why that's you would... what I was thinking because they're sitting on him. They're sitting on him with their ass. So that's what I thought. So then I guess it was Joe Biden on the uh, probably Close. Obama. He still has like an Obama no. data. Hillary Lyery. Hillary's old news. They don't care. They beat Hillary. Hillary's Hillary's not a problem anymore for them. They beat Hillary. They don't have to worry about it. It's Nancy mm. Pelosi whose face is on the- No. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. If they put Nancy Pelosi on toilet paper, that's awful. <laughs> the best selling oh, item. Oh my god. So they could wipe their shit with Nancy best Pelosi. Selling item is Nancy Pelosi toilet paper. <laughs> that's hysterical. I know. Oh my god. First of all. So you're going to touch your asshole with Nancy, but you're going to let Nancy Pelosi, like, that's weird. That's weird. Second of all, first of all, it's just weird to have toilet paper with someone's face on it. Like, what? Second of all, what do you do? From what you're saying, everything is is weird with someone's face on it. To me, it is. To me, it is. Maybe other people are different. I respect If you want a Donald Trump beanbag chair, I might look at it funny, but, you know, I respect your opinion. You can have your Donald Trump sofa. Okay, I mean it's your house. It's and the your golden property. calf. Tell them about the golden calf. Oh, this is great. This guy, well, some a guy, a big Trump supporter who's really rich, noticed. I think it was in 2016 around then that there's not a lot of Donald Trump statues in the U.S. I know it's crazy. Not many. So he set about making a Donald Trump golden effigy. I think that's the word. I like effigy. Effigy is a good word. Effigy? Effigy. Effigy, effigy. Say it dang. English is, ugh, fuck English. Anyways, we should all speak some English different words. Like yeah, I know. On the bright side, we don't have to conjugate like verbs. So that's the only good thing. That's so uh, true. About English. Yeah. But. You don't conjugate verbs? We don't conjugate? Past we might. We do, we do, ki- we do kind it's of. Chinese, but there's no conjugation. It feels different, though. It feels different than, I don't you know. Like it, declining nouns. You have yeah. to decline in Russian and, and stuff like that. You're totally yeah, German that. was weird. I, German, when I took German, you had to have like the der, die, das. It's like pronouns for your nouns and verbs, which mm. I didn't love. They all meant the, but you had to change them depending on that. And then they had different endings based on past, present, future. Whatever. I, I wasn't good at German. Maybe that's why I think it's strange. I'm uh, sure if I knew if I was good at German, I would probably be like, oh, it's pretty easy. <laughs> but there's a you stone. German, you were forced to take German in high school and you couldn't stand it. I was, but that, I don't think the te- I didn't like the teacher. That was more the teacher. Also, it's a high school. It's a high school language class. Nobody learned anything. You just sit with your friends and then try to make it through the class and you see what happens. I mean, I took high school Spanish and that is the Spanish that I use to this day. Really? I thought you learned that in Guatemala. I mean, I did some in Guatemala. I was there for, you know, a month, two times, but it wasn't like I was oh, there that's for it? years. I thought you were there longer. Hmm. No. Learn new things every day about your parents. <laughs> we're going to tell our life stories to each other because actually we don't know sometimes things. Well, she knows my life story. <laughs> I don't know all for you punctuate your life story though and I don't know how it comes to you mm. that's the difference that's you know? true that's true yeah. but she's been there for that right. anyway this golden effigy that people take pictures with evidently 
is not a golden calf because people aren't bowing and praying to it. So it's okay if you take pictures. Now, this brings up the question. If at the time of the golden calf, we had iPhones, would they have bowed to it or taken pictures of it? Oh, that's so interesting. Probably still bowed to it necessarily because, you know, I don't know. A golden calf just doesn't feel well. I guess in the Bible, the golden calf was very exciting. But Mm. to me, a golden calf doesn't feel like it's exciting as a golden trump. (laughs) Would you take a picture with the golden trump? I think you would. Oh, I'd definitely take a picture. I would (laughs) moon the golden trump. I would sit on it with my ass out and then take a massive shit. And yeah. Uh, and then I'd wipe it with some Nancy Pelosi toilet paper. Really? Good ma- well, no, but you know, it's, it's there. It's there. But that's an experience that you almost have to have. Yeah, right? When are you ever going to get the chance to shit on a Donald Trump statue? I mean, so true. I don't know. I love that idea. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, that's been about 40 minutes. So oh my God. I got to go to the gym. Blue. Time does fly. Well, you uh, that was tons you of had fun. nothing specific to talk about, but you came up with tons of things. I, well, yeah, I, I try to read the news every day, but then I forget what happened in the news. But today I read the news 20 minutes before this and mm-hmm. nothing seemed that interesting except for the conservative pathway to the conference, whatever, Florida people thingy. And <laughs> no masked, golden capped people. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I love politics and people were talking about also leaving the republican party if donald trump doesn't get the republican nomination for president and forming a trump party and i say fucking go for it yeah because if you do that there will never be a republican president again so have fun doing that (laughs) and hopefully the democratic uh candidates get better than what we currently have because it's been about a month a little over a month And Joe Biden really hasn't done much except for bomb Syria, not condemn. I'm not sure how I feel about the condemnation of the of the guy that killed the journalist in Saudi Arabia. I don't know if you heard of that. We talk about that. I don't know. I mean, you probably should cut off some ties with with that guy, but I don't think we should go to war because fuck war. I'm not sure how I feel on that topic. We could talk about that at some point. Basically, Uh a Saudi prince uh, killed a American journalist. There is an opinion piece in the Times about it because. He's a journalist. People in the Times knew people that. Have yeah, people have opinions. Right. And what else was there? Yeah, it's all the same. It's all coronavirus. It's all politics and all whatever. I guess this is technically politics, but this is more fun to me than mm-hmm. that. So, mm-hmm. cool. yeah. Mm. On that I note. love this episode. This is a follow, really good one. Follow me on Instagram for vegan posts. <laughs> like the vegan song. Which has nothing to do with this, but. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, and I enjoyed it very much, and I hope you do too, <laughs> please like, subscribe, review, tell friends. Uh, I will try to make some comment, uh, some nice pictures uh, mm. of us. Maybe I'll put my our faces on some golden trophies uh, and see <laughs> how that couch. goes. A golden couch. Ooh, we could put our faces on some toilet paper. That could be oh, the new funny can yeah, you create could... this like on canva or something i'm gonna look into that golden couch yes we're gonna be on golden toilet paper 
golden toilet paper. No, yeah. I don't want anyone's ass. I want them to no, sit we're on No, a golden me. toilet paper. Why do you, well, you want them to sit on you? That's just no, as bad. I don't want that either. I just, I guess I want a golden statue of us. Yeah, we're going to make a golden statue of us. It's going to be a two-headed monster. And uh, <laughs> it's just going to be our face on a golden statue. And we'll yeah. see if I can do that. My editing skills are non-existent. But Not thank yet. you. But they will be. You're going to learn. So thank you all for listening. I'm Adam. It's been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to say? Closing up, closing arguments. I'm Nikki. No, it's just really great to be here with you guys. And I get really lucky that I get to speak to my son once a week. And we talk about all kinds of things and put out this podcast. And I get to watch how your mind works and what you're doing with your life. And I just love it. So. And next week, we will finally talk about Nikki's award-winning song, Growing Old Together, which I remember just now we were supposed to talk about this week. No, so, and, I, and I entered another song in a different contest, too. Ooh, so Another song. So we will have another song to talk about and her excellent songwriting wins. abilities. Well, why does it have to win? We could appreciate your songwriting, whether it wins or not. The one that wins, we talk about more. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for listening. We're winners anyway. Have a great week. I feel like and we love you guys. Bye, everybody.